the Western Pacific Railroad has run into a problem. The construction has halted. They bring in a unlikely crew from Solutions Unlimited. Can they solve the problem of this laughing plague? Here's a recap of a one-shot. The employees of Solutions Unlimited head into Taos Pueblo to meet up with their contact, a short, eccentric, young-looking man, tells them about their mission and introduces them to Angus, a local guide who's going to be able to take them into the hills. He's a prospector who swears that he has a silver mine up there panning for silver. He's been able to identify that there must be a vein up there somewhere. So he guides them into the canyon. They go in, they find a small cave inlet and turn right into it. Dakota, a big Goliath mass figure, triggers a rock trap. And as rocks begin to fall, he's able to dodge. But Royce, a enlightened oyster, is hurt. They end up finding some plant in the back and some water. Looks almost like a sage as it grows. Dakota, thinking back with his natural prowess, believes that this is used for, well, male enhancement. No sooner does he think that than they hear a cackle echoing through the canyon. That cackle seems contagious to Royce and Holloway, who can't contain small chuckles themselves. They end up eating the sage, and Royce feels better. Holloway doesn't feel as good, but no longer feels afflicted by the cackle. Holloway, normally a more frail figure, is just happy to be able to have shaken off the cackle fever. And so the party crawls through a narrow opening where they find two black puddings. Dakota and Draki move forward, Dakota using his heavy maul to do massive damage, while Draki ends up getting most of his stuff damaged and broken. Dakota splatters one pudding, splashing it all over Draki and crab apple. Royce is familiar, who is a crab in a desert. Another pudding moves forward to spellcasting Holloway. Dakota intervenes again, smashing this pudding against the wall. They make their way out of the cave and into the canyon. They find a raven sitting upon one of the uh, mound, one of five, finely carved with symbols that don't make any sense, but still symbols that they can almost recognize. Standing there is a sand troll and a gladiatoress. The raven begins to harry and shouts fire, telling the adventurers to engage. Royce reaches out, his unworldly tentacle reaching and grabbing the gladiator ass. Dakota goes up to the troll and says, Time to go to sleep. He tosses them all up and swings at the head, crumpling the troll. Gladiatoress tries to avoid some damage, knocks Draki unconscious, and begins to move towards Dakota. Dakota heals Draki, and then kills the Gladiatoress. The party, slightly damaged, decide that they're going to crawl back into the safety of that alcove to take a long rest. 
they had spoken a little bit with this strange raven who tried to make friends with them and told them that I am not far off. The raven maybe acting as a conduit, but regardless, they decide they're going to take a long rest back up on the shelf in the safety of the water and this strange sage. Maybe the sage will help fend off the cackle that begins to echo periodically throughout the canyon. But during their long rest, they hear a stranger walking up the canyon and a band of gnolls attack him. They hear the howl of pain as a stranger begins to shoot at them. They surround the stranger, but all the gnolls strangely miss with all of their spears. As the party moves forward, Royce is able to reach out with a tentacle, squeezing around the neck and popping the head off of one of the gnolls. Dakota is able to move his uh, hits with his maul, and then he sticks his knife in the back of the skull of one of the uh, gnolls, killing it dead. Holloway fires off a few magic missiles, splitting the heads open of a knoll. Grayson, who is a mysterious figure, is able to shove one away. Doesn't really move, but he shoots it nonetheless, killing it dead. Royce's tentacle reaches out again with electric energy, touching the nose of the knoll. Boop! Boop! The head of the knoll exploding. Draki moves forward and smashes both of the legs, and they fall face first onto the ground. The party exchange, the stranger introduces himself and says that he's Grayson Deschain. He's apparently been hired by the Western Pacific Railroad, not believing that Solutions Unlimited is able to solve the problem effectively. And so they all move forward, continuing to search. They find a room that seems to have a set of riddles written on the wall. With a few interjections, they're able to finally apply all of the proper elements to the riddles and open up a door. Inside, they see that there's a series of gnolls lying in ambush. Holloway is able to shoot a lightning bolt, killing one and hurting almost all the rest. Uh, Dakota is able to throw his knives, killing two. Draki able to uh, finish off the last. As we enter another room, they're able to understand what's inside. They have a series of uh, obelisks that say, tell me a joke. And so they're able to rummage around and eventually tell jokes sufficient to appease the obelisks. As they head back outside, they notice that for every obelisk that they've been able to tell a joke to, one of the weird pillars, piles of rocks almost, have changed form, the writing on it altering just slightly. They realize that there must be five obelisks and they need to tell five jokes. And then they will alter the form of all five of the mounds. The raven confirms this to be the way that they can move. But they are told they need to move faster. A presence is approaching. 
And so they move forward and they enter and they find a dragon in a room. Dakota causes spike growth to grow all along the ground. But Royce steps forward and casts Dispel Magic, clearing the head of the dragon, who, upon discussing with them, says he doesn't understand why he's here, how he got here. He needs to leave and steps away. So they enter another room and find an obelisk can tell a joke. They enter the next room and they find a large mirror. And inside the mirror, their reflections step out of the mirror and begin to attack. Draki decides he's going to attack the mirror straight off. And initially, he begins to scratch it. Several of them surround Holloway, but cause no real damage. Draki cracks the mirror with his next attack. The party moving in against their, their mirror figures. Again, they're surrounding Holloway and are able to knock him unconscious. Grayson shoots back in the back of the skull of his own mirrored image, killing it. Dakota, pummeling on his mirror self as well, is able to knock him in the forehead and then cast healing word on Holloway, telling him to stand back up. Well, Holloway then goes down again, so Grayson stabilizes him. Draki moves forward and takes a maul to the mirror Holloway hitting him in the stomach, and he just doubles over and dies. Dakota steps forward, Maul kills Mira Royce, and splatters his entrails everywhere. Mira Draki attacks the unconscious Holloway, nearly killing him. Grayson goes after the Mira Draki with his knife. It's not sporting to hit a man who's down. Cutting, shooting him in the jugular. Then stabs his knife straight through the mirror Draki's skull. Despite all the gore that had been on the ground before, the mirror images disappear. They take a quick short rest in the mirror room. And that's when they realize that during that short rest, that thing that was coming is here. The raven just tells them that they need to come, but is choked off and disappears. And so they move into the main courtyard where they found the five earthen mounds. Standing before them, they see a dragonborn and a mind flayer. Holloway explodes a fireball in the center. The party jostles around, a lightning bolt stretching forward, causing massive damage. Royce pulls out a tentacle. The Mind Flayer releases a psychic blast, stunning the group. The Dragonborn moving forward, spraying its evil acid breath. Draki tries to clear off some of the mauls, killing one in the chest. He attacks another one, splitting him open like a wicked banana. The party continues to attack, and they damage the Mind Flayer enough to break the concentration on the Dragonborn. The party end up snapping out of the Mind Flayer's stun, and all turn to the Mind Flayer. Grayson moves forward and goes off on a shooting rampage, scoring multiple hits on the Mind Flayer. He begins to shoot and goes, fuck! 
shoots through each of the eyes in the chest of the Mind Flayer, who falls down dead. The horde hits the ground. The party, satisfied with their victory, see that they have stopped the cackle. While there will still be a haunting laughter in the canyon, it will no longer infect people. Satisfied, they go home. Now I'm going to do a few DM's thoughts on this. So I really did a bad job of taking notes. And I mainly it was because halfway through I decided I was going to maybe take notes. So I could do this uh, podcast potentially. So that's on me. I maybe should have been more prepared to take notes. But I wasn't certain if anybody would even re- really want to recap of it. I'm assuming most people just skip ahead on this one anyway. Um, so I actually planned more, and I had a couple of outs, and I probably should have hinted that we can take these outs at any given moment, because um, it, it went long. We got started not late, and we went very late. Um, so it was probably not great on my part. I should have let everyone know that we could have taken an out. We ended up going to 1 a.m., a little after 1 a.m., 1.20 Eastern time, so that was really late for those folks. And I felt bad about that. Um, and I knew that it was more than a one shot as written. I, I had taken a couple of the encounters out. So I knew that would shorten it and get it close. And then um, when they bypassed, you know, one of the things that was really interesting is they completely bypassed the dragon um, encounter. So that took much, much shorter. They simply walked forward. And at that point, I realized I needed to take them probably to the end. Uh, I was going to potentially make the dragon the source of all of it. You defeat the dragon and everything's done. Uh, And I was like, well, we got more time um, so we could do a full fight. I probably also should have cut the mirror fight, but I thought it was fun. It was a unique, you know... Fighting dragons, fighting mind flayers, okay, that's like normal stuff. But, you know, fighting your mirror selves, that's that's a little bit cool. Made it for a more interesting, um, you know, one shot. Um, I tried adding some to the lore. And I, I, in my head, I wrote a bunch of stuff that I think was effective for everybody. I don't know if I conveyed it well. Uh, I certainly screwed up because I messed up uh, Angus's name and called him August. Um, I st- direct reference to the main campaign. Um, You know, so I thought that was otherwise good. I also wanted to have a second company that was in the United States, not global imports, but another similar company to help flesh out the world. There are enough weirdos in on the seams that it's not restricted to just kind of one group of people. Uh, the other thing I didn't do very well at, I wanted to try and mix in that there were these native raids, the the Ute tribe and the Comanches, but that they were really all just gnolls, and that no one had actually survived the attacks. They had simply seen bodies along and attributed it to um, Comanche raids. Um, and so I don't know if I communicated that well. I feel like I didn't. Uh, but I like the lore that that potentially creates. So we still have a lot of stories about things that we thought we understood, but we could maybe ascribe more supernatural meaning to them. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. Um, you know, I think nobody took anything super serious, so that was good. 
couple of things I was actually excited about or interested in is uh, one of my players, um, a relatively new player, decided he wanted to play uh, full-on wizard, which I thought was great. Um, he had played um, kind of an Eldritch Knight previously, um, and so it was it was a good chance to see him picking up a more complicated character, especially even for like a little one shot, uh, wanting to play a more complicated character. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, the Mind Flayer fight went a lot different than I thought it would, um, mainly because they were able to break concentration sooner than I thought. I thought it would happen for another round. Um, and so the Dragonborn came out of the fight, dramatically changing the action economy. Uh, it ended up missing on its attacks against the Mind Flayer, so it wasn't a big deal. And everyone was really tired anyway. So it, it was helpful that when, you know, early the whole group got stunned, and it was like, oh man, total party kill. No one's going to come out of the save. And several, you know, a round or two of combat went by. But the party was able to slip out of the stun. Uh, faster than I had thought, which was good. Um, and then Grayson scored off a series of critical hits, and it was good in the epicness of it. I know one of my players, um, the one who played Dakota, was a little maybe frustrated uh, that in the final boss of the session, he was sidelined essentially the whole time because he kept failing his saves. Uh, and realistically, it goes back to a thing I had commented or gotten frustrated with myself about previously, which was don't take away player agency, and here I am doing a stun that fundamentally takes away agency. So I guess I am never learning from my mistakes. Uh, I think he was ultimately just a little sour in the moment because he had the basically all the kills. Um, Dakota killed both of the puddings. Dakota killed the troll. Dakota, um, you know, killed many of the gnolls in the uh, the first room. Dakota you know, was one of the big heavy hitters uh, during the uh, mirror fight. So uh, I think ultimately it was okay. Um, you know, and I guess the last, uh, you know, this was like short notice. This was a, you know, I bought a, a thing um, you know, a while back um, from, let me pull it up. A guy named Dale Coleman, um, which it was called Dungeons on Demand. Uh, and I bought it exactly for the reason that it's, uh, you know, I, was, I don't know, I bought two versions of it. So I have basically every level, one through 20 or so, maybe one through 15. Um, and it's a series of short adventures, three-ish, two to three sessions, uh, side quests, um, the idea being what ended up coming up this week. So I thought that was a good use of my time. I had never read this one before. Uh, the players were like, let's do level six. This was a level five adventure, so I threw it in. Uh, I didn't have to do that much to prep it, so it was really pretty easy. Uh, it took up about as much prep time as I normally would. Just had to load up a few maps, throw in a few tokens. Um, and it all came about because... You know, my players said that they couldn't. Uh, one of my players forgot that they were not going to be able to play. They ended up playing. Uh, and then one of my other players decided or realized that he had something else going on and decided to go do that instead. Um, but we had the main boss fight ending the main quest scheduled. 
And so we needed a last minute one shot. Um, and I was, I was overall satisfied considering I put in essentially an hour, hour and 10 minutes of prep, including reading the whole thing. Um, I'm satisfied with kind of what we ended up getting um, and able to get everything to fit in. So albeit I probably need to refine my ability to think about player agency, uh, not taking that away because I keep making that same mistake. All right, but otherwise, here is the recap for the last minute one shot. Stay safe.